Hello, folks. Welcome back to Games We Never Play. I'm your host, Jameson, GM underscore Mace online. Let's go around the table and let's meet our guests as we dive into Call of Cthulhu actual play this episode. Let's start with Mr. Wes. Hi, I'm Wes Otis. I am playing... I've already forgotten. <laughs> I'm playing <laughs> Professor Gregory Wellsworth, a professor, obviously, and I'm repeating myself now. Um, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> nice. That was a horrible, horrible intro, but I'm standing by it. So there we go. Memorable. It's yes. Memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki. Yeah, I'm Nikki, um, and I'm playing Laura Watson, antiquarian and archaeologist. Perfect. And last but not least, Mr. Jay. Hi, everybody. I'm Jay, and I'm playing Andrew Kuroda, a drifter who is down on his luck and is roaming the uh, the nation, seeking his lost wife and child. Wonderful. We open on a train chugging along going up the west coast all of you have found passage i'd like for you to go ahead and describe how you got on there what you may be doing on this train it is a old luxury liner um it is headed up north towards washington you're all meeting friends family what have you and whether you know the others are on board let's let's figure that out right now so what would you be doing on this train? And would you have come with your friends? Um, I would probably say that I went to some kind of convention, uh, educator convention uh, for archaeology and anthropology in, let's say, Florida. And uh, so I'm making my way back up to Maine. And uh, yeah, so I know some of the people on the train, definitely. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so Nikki. Is this the East Coast or West Coast? This is the West Coast. Oh, wash, I, I was thinking Washington, D.C. Uh, <laughs> no, Washington State. Sorry, I should, I should have clarified. No problem. So uh, yeah, I, I was in a California convention <laughs> in L.A. and I'm making my way up to Washington. <laughs> There you go. Perfect. Um, let's see. I could have actually been um, in L.A. for um, maybe procuring like an artifact that was being imported that I was after from Egypt. And then um, I'm going or actually, no, uh, of the reverse. I was um, in L.A. for a family wedding. And I'm going up to Washington to procure an artifact because I'm like, I'm on the East Coast and West Coast anyways, because I live on the East Coast. So, Okay. Now, is this family artifact, is it rare or is it? I don't know. It's supposedly a, well, it's supposedly a rare like Egypt artifact. I don't know. And I have like someone who had messaged me about it, contacted me about it via telegram because this is what the 1920s, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. So then I was going to go inspect it in um washington seattle i guess uh, perfect okay and last but not least mr ga how is andrew doing yeah um wes this kind of hinges a little bit on you if you don't mind so don't i'm going to say that i again andrew has been rambling 
the nation searching for uh, his wife and child, uh, his wife and son. Um, and what, uh, if it's okay with you, um, I'd say that I found I have found myself in Los Angeles, you know, seeing if there are any leads there. But I did hear that there was that convention, and I figured, you know what? I bet you my old colleague is going to be there. And I sought you out. Uh, actually, found you at your uh, at your hotel room, came knocking on your door, and just asked if I could crash with you because I've been again just kind of living by frankly the seat of my pants for for the past you know, past many years, um, you've booked passage in there and, and just for the sake of human company, I've, if you don't mind, I'm tagging along and I've used the last few of my dwindling funds to buy passage on, uh, on this train ride and I'm keeping you company. Um, yeah, that all works. But, um, what I'd like to add to it, if that's okay, is that mm -hmm. I, I kind of see the state that you're in. And so, Without making a big deal about it, though, I will uh, pay for your your passage and, you know, help you out with some food and stuff like that. But in a way that's not like going to make you feel bad or or, you know, whatever. Sure, sure. I will. I'll gratefully accept that. And, you know, as uh, as we're riding, you know, and um, we're, we're sitting in the train, I'll kind of catch you up on the circumstances of my life for the past years. That sounds all very terrible. I'm very sorry you've had to go through that. Um, I probably didn't know that you were on the um, the train at first, but I might have like run into you at some oh, point. We can definitely yeah, say absolutely. that you all are in the uh, in the restaurant coach. Yeah, enjoying some fine soup and hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> yeah, the, now and um, uh, Laura and. Hold on for a second. Checking names here. <laughs> Laura and Gregory, you two have more of a, a recent relationship, right? I would say, or yeah, yeah. Or I would surmise as as my, you know, she graduated not probably six or seven years ago, I think, or like five maybe. So yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. She's my thesis advisor. Yeah, and yeah, I tell my story. Uh, it may be too much information for you at the moment, Laura, but. You know, I've been kind of on my own for a while and my sense of social, uh, you know, appropriateness is not all there at the moment. She'll just politely listen. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Sounds very tragic. Do you have any lines at all on where they might be? Not one. They disappeared without a trace. I checked our community. There's nobody there who has anything they know. Nobody... <sighs> There is no reason that Akari would have been, would have had any, she, she had no enemies. Everybody loved her. And poor Jonathan was, he was only, he was only four when he was taken. Hmm. What a tragic story. I'm so sorry to hear that. Now, Jay, I'm going to ask a, a role-playing question for your character's backstory. The clues that you found uh, when you went looking for your family, uh, did it look like they were absconded by a creature? Was there magical residue? Was there just no trace whatsoever? Ooh. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to recount in the story that um, it was just evening. We were on our way back home. The woods about a quarter mile from our home 
and there was the sound of snapping wood and a rush of wind. And when I turned, they were gone. There were, there was a trail that led into the woods, but I couldn't follow it. And by the time I contacted the authorities, the trail had gone cold. When you say trail, are they animal footprints of some sort or? The cops just said that they were, they were, they were, um, my wife and son's footprints looked like they had been dragged through the woods and they couldn't find anything else that would leave any kind of tracks, no animal tracks, nothing, not even, not even, uh, not even a feather or a, or a tuft of fur, not a scrap of clothing or anything. How long have you been searching for them? Eight years. And I say that very, very painfully and world weary. I'm so sorry. That's quite a long time. I trusted the authorities. I, I called the FBI. And, uh, you know, I tried to lean on them for the first few years that they were missing, but then I, they were getting nowhere. And I've burned through <laughs> almost what I had. I sold my home, sold my car. Uh, all I got on me is, is the, the clothing on my back in this little bag of stuff. So are you planning to continue chasing until you find something or I hate to ask, but is there an end in sight for this? If you've spent so much time looking. Greg, to be honest, I just don't know how to give up. I meant the world to me and I'm, I'm going to look for them until, until I can't, until my body can't do it anymore. There so, are, go ahead. Slowly you feel the train coming to a stop. Your drinks kind of do a thing where they waver a bit with the momentum before coming to a complete stop at a next train station. You hear the howl of the engine, uh, the, you know, the horn, what have you. It gives you a nice little punctuation to like collect yourselves. Now, there weren't a whole lot of you on here uh, to begin with. There was maybe 25, 30 people total. And it looks like most of them have gotten off except for you three and then five or six other people. Give me a, let me see. Give me a, I guess that's not a thing anymore. It's okay. <laughs> I knew. Dang, seventh edition. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, give me a notice check. Notice isn't a thing. It's, yeah. So, uh, your story is interrupted by somebody bumping your table very gruffly. Uh, you look up, you see a, a man very disheveled with his hands behind his back. Uh, two other larger men grab onto his arm and, and hoist him forward. You catch the sight of uh, his handcuffs. He's trailing behind. He, one of the men nods to you. Sorry about that. He continues pushing. Um, can I do a spot hidden and see if I can see anything in particular about him that, besides what you just said, anything beyond that? 
Uh, sure. What is the guy you're looking for? Like, um, like a badge gun badge. Um, if he bumped into me, I've traveled enough to know that my wallet might not be there anymore. Uh, so I don't need to think I need to roll for that, but just if I can see anything that sticks out as, as like something I need to remember just in case my wallet is gone. Okay. Not a problem. Go ahead. Why don't you, why don't you all give me a spot hidden? Sure. I see nothing. <laughs> I see so. nothing. Everything in Call of Cthulhu has a base skill. So even if you're not trained in it, uh, you'll have like, say, fight, fighting brawl, 25. So even if you have no points in it, you'll roll under that 25, or that's what your score, will, what you're aiming for. Gotcha. Now, uh, if conversely, we have put fewer points than, say, that 25 in fighting brawl, that would be our score, right? That whatever we allocated to it? Uh, you shouldn't ever have fewer points than a fighting brawl because if you put 20 points in that from your character creation other, that gets added to the base score that you already had. So if it was 25, okay, perfect. it becomes 45 now. Okay. <laughs> Works in my favor. Yes. So if you want to make that quick edit, here we go. I see nothing too, by the way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, they seem very unassuming. It's probably a federal marshal or something. Uh, who knows? Um, they continue on. They move out of this car towards the sleeping coaches. You all are in uh, sleeping coach three. Um, whether you've been to your room yet or not, it's entirely up to you. I'm sure you've dropped off your bags. We're in a dining room now. Hmm? We said we're in a dining car right now. Exactly. You're in your dining car right now. But when you boarded, I don't know if you dropped off your bags there, then went to the dining car. Yeah, my bags would be there. Okay. Uh, you know, this train is called the Eclair Deluxe. And it is uh, running from Los Angeles all the way, all the way up to uh, Washington, to Redmond. So, and it's taking a quick stop in San Francisco to bring on these passengers. Now you overhear two people whispering at a table beside you. Do you think they're federal agents? Oh, I don't know. I'm just going to mind my business. That's all I'm doing. That one was in cuffs. Did you see it? You smelt weird too. Mind your business, damn it. You don't need to pry everything open and investigate. Oh, NPCs. So um, does it look like the person that was getting hauled off is putting up any kind of struggle? No, he looks very, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, give me a psychology check. Sorry about that. Uh, so uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So psychology is, my psychology is base. It's 10%. Uh, and I got a two. Nice. Wow. You catch a lot on this person. Like you like, your souls connect almost um, looking at this man. You can tell that he looks defeated as if he's been running for a long time, but he also looks like he's on guard for someone or something to come after him. He has the presence that he's hoping these people will be enough to protect him from whatever is after him. 
Oh. Okay. Um, I'm I'm actually intrigued by that. Uh, just considering how I've been, you know, I've been rambling as much, uh, you know, the rest of my life as well. So. I'm actually going to excuse myself from the table. If it, they're they're walking towards the exit of this particular dining car, right? Right. They're headed towards uh, at least looking towards uh, Sleeping Coach Three. If they okay. go beyond that, you're not going to know unless you follow them. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to excuse myself and just say, um, uh, "Sorry, I've unloaded my story on you. I'm I'm feeling pretty tired. I'm going to go back to our sleeping coach and uh, catch some rest." Uh, and I'm going to use that as an excuse to actually follow these folks. Okay. It's quite all right. Um, we understand. I hope you feel better. But I'm yeah. going to keep my distance behind the, um, behind, you know, the cuff guys. I don't want it to be, I don't, I don't want it to be too obvious that I'm following them. Understood. Uh, now, you know that your uh, family heirloom is being kept in baggage car two, which is the last baggage car. And that is also, sorry. Whose family heirloom? Your family heirloom. Oh, I think there's a confusion. So, I was in LA for a wedding, and I'm going to go examine an artifact. Oh, I thought you went to the wedding, got the artifact, and we're taking it with no. you. Okay. No, because so I examined up north. Yeah. So I haven't gotten it yet. I don't. Mm. Understood. We could change it if it if it ruins the story that you just. <laughs> Doesn't ruin anything. Nothing at all. Okay. So yeah, Jay, you, you excuse yourself, correct? Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna follow behind. Yeah, and I mean, you know, this is you know, just just for the sake of details, I don't have much on me. I have like a satchel with some clothing and some toiletries that I bring with me. I've kept all those in our sleeping car, and I'm not worried about them getting lifted. But I do want to follow these folks and see, just learn a little more about what's happening. Okay. All right, so you exit the back of the uh, restaurant coach. So you two are both left there. What do you do? Um, I would probably talk with um, the doctor about his work because since I seen him last. Oh, it's been it's been very interesting to just travel and and find out more information, but. Um, I'm kind of glad to be back in the States at this point. Um, when did you return? About a year ago, we went out to an ancient site near Babylon, and I found a uh, a relic there that puzzled me. Unfortunately, it was stolen, I believe, by maybe one of the other visiting teams. But of course, you can't. You can't point fingers. Oh, that's horrible. What was the artifact? It was a tablet. It seemed to have some information about the fall of the region. The basically what led to the dark age of the bronze uh, period. I I didn't get very far into it, but there there was definitely some strange artifacts and I mean strange writing. It was a cuneiform tablet. And some of the symbols, though, didn't make sense. Oh, such as? What type of symbols? <laughs> there was a snake symbol that shouldn't be on a cuneiform tablet, obviously. 
Um, but it's, it had symbols within it and, and some of the, you know, with cuneiform, it's all, mm-hmm. you know, basically cubes, but some of the symbols were non-Euclidean in geometry and a little bit off-putting to look at, but I didn't get enough chance to read into it. Something about the great viper coming up from the center of the earth and swallowing those who opposed the true gods, you know, poppycock. Now I have a quick question role play wise. Uh, do you have a name for the person that led the other team? Um, no, I'm sorry. But... <laughs> Damn you, Belloc. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It belongs in a museum. Um, uh, William Astor the fourth. <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, do you believe this is an extension of some kind of local folk tradition or? It, it had to be. It it might have been sort of like the Old Testament um, or the New Testament with revelations where they were talking about the fall of Rome mm-hmm. and everything equated to that. Um, it could be something similar to that. There are so many connections we can make between New and Old Testament and the testament of the and the religions of the you know local gods i wish i had more time to look into it that's for sure yes it's a shame that it was stolen do you know who the who the other team was in the area oh well it was led by an aster who you know they have lots of money um i didn't know any of the other people they were all I believe Yale, um, which puts them in a bad light, in my opinion, right off the bat. But, um, you know, I woke up and the tablet was gone and uh, they were gone uh, not far after. And I know that a 10 pound clay tablet doesn't just walk up, you know, get up and walk away. That is, that is not good. So with that, we're going to jump over to Jay. Jay, go ahead and give me a stealth roll, please. Mm, Okay. Uh, 13 out of 40. Wowzer. Okay. You are very sneaky. Uh, Let me see. All right. So you follow them. They continue on past, uh, you know, Sleeping Coach 3 onwards to Sleeping Coach 4. Do you continue following? I will, yeah. Okay. You see them go past Sleeping Coach 4, and only one of them goes into the final baggage car while the other one stands at the door, turns around. And what do you do? Um, uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in full view, right? Well, assuming you're ducked behind a corner watching them Okay. See if they go into the baggage. Okay. So you and see you said, one of them so one proceeded, one proceeded into the baggage, uh, and the other one, I, you know what, I'm going to approach the uh, individual that remained and pretend mm-hmm. that I'm in the 
sleeping uh, chamber. What is it? The 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 what do you call them? The coach? Sleeping coach. I remember yeah. what they're called. Yeah. Uh, right next to them. And I'm gonna make to open the door and I'm just gonna start small talk. Like uh like um, you know, actually no, it's gonna be more than small talk. I'm gonna say, um, couldn't notice that you were making your way through the the dining car. Is there any kind of trouble on this train? You know, I'm just I'm traveling with some friends. I don't want anything to happen to any of us here. Okay. First, give me a luck check just to make sure that no one is in the the car that you're standing in front of in the little compartments. Luck. So I just have to roll under my luck total? Correct. Ooh, holy smokes. These dice are steaming. I got a six. Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Steaming hot, steaming hot, not the other steaming. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that actually is a vacant uh, car. So yeah, no one is in there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and and I can I kind of continue uh, pressing this individual or casually pressing the individual. It says uh, no, there's uh, nothing to worry about. Just a fugitive that it's uh, come to pay dues. Um, my uh, I, I I I put on a, a shocked expression on my face. A fugitive. Uh, are you sure this one isn't dangerous? I mean, uh, we're 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 in close quarters here. Don't worry, as long as we got them cuffs on him, he's good to go. He ain't going anywhere. All right. So, um, and the 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 guy in the cuffs, he's he's here with us, right? Or did he go in with the other person? He went with the other person. Hmm. Um. So are you are you are you taking him off the train then? Is this your stop? Nope, brought him on. Got to take him up north to Washington. Ooh, okay. Heading up uh, to Redmond. I look pretty disturbed at that. I'm saying, well, uh, I'm again. <laughs> I, I've been in a tough spot for the past few years, and I don't want any more bad luck coming my way. Um, w- w- how, how do I know that there there isn't gonna be? He's not gonna get out, and there's 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 not gonna be any kind of like problems i mean you see how close we are to to, to where you're taking this person or how Unless, close my, my 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 coach is to where you're taking this person and I, i'm gonna start getting a little more agitated this uh, under understandable understandable easy tell you what i can talk to the conductor and see about getting you moved to a to a different spot if this makes you uncomfortable but unless this guy is houdini he ain't getting out of his cuffs and he's not getting a hold of this and he pats his sidearm um, I'm going to, at that, when he pats the sidearm, I'm going to look like, again, visibly nervous that, that actually doesn't comfort me as much. And I say, <laughs> um, if, if I hear anything happening, I'm going to know who to go to. And then I, I go into the coach and I slide the door partially shut, but just okay. wide enough that I can kind of like see what's in there or see what's going on outside in the hallway. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, you see, he pulls out a little stool, uh, and sets it down in front of the baggage door, and he just kind of leans up against it. Oh, so I'm like stuck in there now with the people who actually are in the, the coach come along. Okay, here's, here's right. hoping it's uh, not not been a rented. Yeah, by that's anyone. true. All right, okay, all right. Okay, cabbage inspection. Yep, well, everything's good here. Yep. Andrew's been and, gone for a while. Hasn't yeah, I'll kind of just wait. <laughs> going to get some rest i thought i yeah i i know i just 
You're right. He did say that. So yeah. we should go. I, I think I'll retire as well. I'm sure wherever he's at, he'll be fine till morning. I expect so. Um, Gregory. Good to catch up with you. Gregory Wellsworth, is that you, old bean? I turn and look. Who is it? It is William Astor. Of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, hi, Astor. How are you? He's wearing an all-white suit, black leather gloves, wears a cane, of course. Of course. Uh, It's got a snake head on on the end of it, a wide-brimmed hat, and... Oh, what what brings you here, you old dog? Um, I just went to a convention of, you know, the convention in L.A. Oh, yes, I know. They asked me to speak. (laughs) Yes, did they? Why'd you say no? You you enjoy speaking so much. I'm just wondering why you said no. (laughs) You're too true, too right. I unfortunately had something going on at the Ritz, so I had to pass it up. Hello, you. William Astor, nice to meet you. Laura Watson, good to meet you. Ashante, and he kisses the back of your hand. (sighs) She'll act polite. (laughs) (laughs) So, how is your uh, work going? Anything in particular you're working on right now? Oh, I'm in between digs, as you know. You know, just uh, came down here for the speaking engagement, but I'm I'm sure you've probably heard all about that in the papers. Nope, I haven't heard anything about. Well, here you can have my copy, and he hands you a copy of the paper. That has oh, that's I I forgot this paper existed. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Helps to pull your nose up from a book once in a while. You'll notice things around you. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, study is an important part of our trade. I help. Uh, I helped. Um, let's see, Miss Watson here with her thesis. Uh, she's. Uh, going to be going on a lot of digs in the future. Oh, is that so? And he pulls out a card and hands it to you. Swanson, let me know when you're available. I'd love to have you part of my crew. Uh, thank you very much. I, um, I've only gone one so far, but I'm looking forward to others. Well, so, I ahead. must be going. I've got to settle in, as it were. You know, I'm in the first class, so... I wouldn't have guessed. Right. Well, you're so humble. Aren't I? (laughs) You enjoy your soup, looks like? Yes, it's wonderful soup. I wouldn't say it's first class soup. I mean, you know. It rarely is. You know, it doesn't have bourbon in it, but it's it's good soup. (laughs) Bourbon soup. Oh, this man. So funny. Finishing after all. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, of course. Of course. He departs. What a pompous ass. That man could suck a, the air out of any room just by opening his mouth. And he's, and he's the one you mentioned that possibly stole your artifact. Possibly. Makes me wonder. Uh, 
if it's as much of a coincidence that he's here, he's not as bright as he'd like to think he is. Maybe he needs help and is trying to figure out a way to broach it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And obviously don't go on any expeditions with him. I wouldn't dream of it. Yes. He's he's... quite pretentious. Yeah. And he's been married five times. I'll just throw that out there. He's been married a lot. Many, many wives. He's not my type, though my parents would be relieved for me to finally settle down. (laughs) Well, you are going to be a doctor, so you don't need to worry about that Mm -hmm. if you don't want that's not how they see it. Well, yes, they seldom do. <laughs> um, you know, I would like to find out where exactly in first class he is at. And I'm wondering what the best way to go about that. He'd want everybody to know where. Is there a, a waiter or anybody nearby that I could talk to? Absolutely. Find a conductor as well. Right. Maybe, maybe some, yeah, something like that. Um, so I'll ask whoever's nearby that's working, just, you know, did you see Mr. Astor? He was the gentleman in the pretentious white suit who oh, was walking around here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Mr. Astor. He's, I'm in first class. Is there anything I can get you? He's a friend of mine, and I wanted to go and uh, check in on him before we retire. Which cabin car is he in? Oh, I'm sorry. You can't be up there unless they're escorting you up there. Um, Could you escort me up there? Only by his invitation. If he would like to speak with you, he will call for you. He actually did invite me. If you wouldn't mind, if you could escort me. And she, like, takes the car out. Oh, of course. I, uh, let me go check with him. And I will be back once I've confirmed. That is very dangerous. I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I I go. Oh, be very careful uh, when you go up there because it doesn't look like they're going to let me go along. Are they? Will they let me go along or no? Uh, he's going to go check with uh, Mr. Astor and confirm that, or Doctor Astor, of course. If uh, he would like company at this time. And Can if we really call him doctor if he paid for his. <laughs> I mean, the paper still prints with the doctor on it. So, yeah, I guess. Um, well, I can find out where he's at. And maybe do you think that he might have this tablet on board? I could always ask him. It's possible, but I, I fear the position you'd have to put yourself in to uh, to gratiate yourself to this person to the point that you may be uncomfortable so be careful that's all i'm saying he's not the best person oh i ascertained that that's uh, indisputable yes (laughs) but i think you'll be fine if you just keep your wits about you of course thank you doctor okay now jumping back over to jay how long are you going to sit in this car uh, um, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say like 15 minutes just okay. to see if anything, if those folks come out of the, uh, the baggage car again, or if the other guy leaves his post so I can sneak into the baggage car. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. So hanging out there waiting, um, after 15 minutes of time, no, no, no one changes, uh, positions or seating. Okay. Um, <clears throat> 
Well, I don't see the need to do any kind of like train stunts or hijinks just yet. Uh, so I'm going to slide the, the coach door open. I'm going to step out, give the guy uh, a tentative wave. Yeah. And I'm going to put him on the bit. Like, you know, if any trouble comes along, you know, I'm going to know who to complain about. And then I'm going to just walk away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to, yeah, head back to the dining car to either catch up with, uh, catch up with my companions or go back. If they're not there, head back to our car and uh, sleeping coach. Understood. Okay. So jumping back over to the dining car, uh, the attendant comes back and says, I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Aston would, Aster would like to have some time to himself and freshen up. He said maybe later this evening. Oh, very well. Yes. Uh, he requests your presence for dinner at seven if you'd be amenable. If, uh, well, Dr. Wells worth be attending as I can ask and see if that's okay with him. As colleagues, of course. Of course, of course. And he goes off, returns a few minutes later. Yes, of course, Wellsworth is, is of course, invited. Excellent, thank you. Good, he'll see you at seven. Like, she'll like take like a, you know, like a penny as a, a tip. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> That's half a college right there. <laughs> they bites it. <laughs> Let's hope the inflation's never a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So inflation what? Well, if, yeah, exactly. The economy's always gonna be great. Um <laughs> little do they know. Yeah, this is the roaring twenties, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, uh Jay, Mr. Andrew, you return back and you see your colleagues still in the dining car. Uh, yeah, I, I take a seat and um, I let them know what I know, that there's a fugitive and that these folks actually have firearms. And um, I just, I look visibly nervous about that. Well, I mean, they are professionals. I'm, I'm sure they'll be okay. We'll keep an eye on it, though. Oh, I thought you were taking a rest i hope you feel better i say um you know there's just something about the situation that was making me feel uneasy i've had a few run-ins with the law you know being in the situation that i've been of course i mean i once had an uncle say that all cops are bad but you know he's true or not um i think that just keep your head down and we'll be probably all right yeah, yeah. So the rest of the evening, or the rest of the afternoon, goes off without any hitches or anything of events happening. Do you head off to your cabins and get some rest and freshen up before the beginning yes. at seven? Or yeah, I think I'd do that. I would get changed and everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, ooh, should I try to? <laughs> are you going to tell me about that meeting, uh, the two of you? Yeah, I'd imagine we'd tell you. Sure. I would. I, I I bet money that you probably know Aster from. You know he he is a yeah. relatively well known entity within uh, academia and without, as their family is very rich. So. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I might try to. I'm going to try to inject myself into this meeting. <laughs> I have no problem with it. I think the more the merrier because uh, Aster is a dog, so we need to watch him carefully. <laughs> yeah, I've always kind of wanted to pry his brain for what little's in there. Hmm. You know, I had an idea. He's in first class and he may have a tablet and I fill you in on the tablet. He may have a tablet with him. What would you think of doing some skullduggery? I'm I've been in worse situations. Uh Give me a little bit of info about this tablet and I'll see what I can find. Okay. So I, you know, do a yeah, just like quickly catch me up on yeah, yeah. Where we know he's sleeping and you know what's going on and the size of the tablet and you know all that good stuff. We don't know whether or not he's traveling with anyone in particular, but we figure he's probably alone um at this point. Um, he might have a colleague in another cart. It's possible or a servant or somebody. So keep an eye out. Yeah. I give you a, a knowing wink. Okay. Like I'm all in for this. <laughs> okay. Cause there's nothing. Call of Cthulhu is the game where you split the party as much as possible. Of course. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. This That's way the sound you can, uh, you'll do less sanity damage, you know? Yeah. Well, aren't, aren't we the pair group of goons here? <laughs> we are. We're kind of bad in a way. We're like doing like all this underhanded shit, to, uh, underhanded stuff just to mess with people. Okay, yeah. You can swear on this show. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Well, I read the thing and I know you guys try to keep it, you know, as age appropriate as possible. But my show, we swear constantly. So it's hard sometimes. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Okay, so Jay, you're gonna sneak off, correct? Um, well, I need to make it into that first class train first. So I think I need to go with you guys or with you all. And get and freshened then, up. Uh, Unless yeah, you get yeah. more storage. And then and then yeah, just at an opportune moment, once we sort of get past the gatekeepers, uh, that's probably when I'll sneak off. What is um what's Andrew's size? Because if how, how, what's your size? Just so I know. Uh, it's just 50. So I guess that would be average, right? So yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, not imposing or anything like that. I mean, I'm a little bit bigger. I'm, I'm 60. So you might be able to pull off some of my clothes. I could let you borrow something if you don't have anything that, uh, oh, yeah. would make you, you know, stick out less in first class. Sure. Yeah. I think that would probably be a good idea. Most of my stuff is incredibly worn from, yeah. My, so uh, my, that's my what I figured. Days. All right, cool. So I'd get oh. you set up in 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 an outfit so that you could at least uh, look the part a little bit closer. Yeah, that that's awesome. And just just to kind of flourish things a little bit, I am refreshed, like incredibly refreshed, and 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 almost just entertained that I'm looking like that again, like like a <laughs> like a normal human being again. You know what? And uh, we know from the quarantine that, you know, getting made up and looking good helps your mental health greatly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, so, yeah, that's where I am. Dress up in like an evening flapper. Kind of so nice. Okay. 
Sounds good. <laughs> An evening flapper thing. That's yeah, well, cool. like the all the beads, all the little so beads and stuff. Yep. Love it. Girl, you know. So uh he said he's gonna meet you in the dining cabin uh at 7 p.m. for dinner. So if you're wanting to go beyond that past the second uh train car into the first one where first class is, uh would require a stealth check to sneak past. The attendants. Now, as they're busy running around, it's not going to be super hard to do so. Um, am, am I the only one making that, or is everybody else? Depends. Who you don't want to go with. I I think we're we're going to the car to have dinner with Aster. Why you're? Yeah. Why you're trying to get beyond all that, right? So we're 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 keeping yeah. him busy while you're sneaking in. Okay. okay. So you're waiting for him to right. arrive before you. Uh, go into the other cars okay yeah I, i'm gonna is there a, is there a bar at this car oh absolutely like, yeah i'm gonna hang at the bar until astor arrives and then when i see him arrive i'm gonna try to make my way past everybody else okay uh yes and actually there... you know what i'm i'm gonna order a drink and i'm not gonna pretend to drink the drink i'm gonna actually drink the drink if that has any bearing on anything absolutely you enjoy your delicious club soda okay <laughs> Because this is Prohibition era. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, right, right. No bootleggers on the train. Uh, ugh, okay. Um, my stealth is 40, and I rolled a 73. And here we go. Okay. So, <laughs> taking this one step at a time, you are sitting at the bar waiting for Dr. Astor to, to arrive. Uh, yep. You both are sitting at the table. 7 o'clock rolls around. And 7.10. And 7.30, and still no sign of him. Do you continue waiting? Well, no, I think after that amount of time, we would um, inquire if the same gentleman who is there that asked originally, we would inquire if he could go check on Mr. Astor for us. See if he's okay. Of, of, of course, sir. Of course. And he heads off. And he comes back white as a sheet and just runs right past you. That doesn't bode well. We should go look. And, yeah, uh, can, yes. we, can we all... I'm just going to start walking in that direction as if I belong there. That's okay. okay. Yeah, no problem. Pretending yeah. like we're supposed to be there seems like the best thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Heading up there, you see only one light on in the cabin. Looks like the other ones are unoccupied, so it's very easy to figure out which one is his cabin. Uh, who's going first? Miss Watson, um, correct? Yeah. yeah. Followed by Wellsworth and then uh, Crotella, you going after? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll head up the rear and just keep an eye on the corridor to make sure no authorities, like the conductor or any of those brain, uh, marshals, aren't you know coming. Just don't get scoobied. Yeah. <laughs> so you arrive yeah. there. Miss um, Watson, you, do you pull the door open? Do you peek inside? How do you do this? I'm going to softly like open the door and look in. Okay, you softly open the door, look in. All of you, I'm assuming, also look in, correct? Mm-hmm. All right, give me sand checks, please. Oh. So we roll under. I'm just trying to roll under. Roll under your sanity score. That's what you're aiming for. 
I got 64 out of 40. I rolled a 90, so... Oh, oh. <laughs> Mine's more painful because I have a 60 sanity, and I rolled a 61. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to spend Which some is- luck? Which is the worst. Um, you know what? No, I don't. I'll take it. Okay. Now, uh, there is something in this called pushing your luck. And normally this does not account for sanity checks. This is more for skill checks. Um, these are ways of, oh, I failed this check, but I want to do a Faustian bargain to try again, knowing that if I fail that check, it is a critical failure. It is like really bad. But something to keep in mind later on. So, with a 90, whew. All right. 60, Sandy, so. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, So, you're going to go ahead and lose three points of sanity. Jay, you're going to lose one point. And same for you, Wes. You fly the door open, you look in, and you see Dr. Amesworth. I'm sorry, Aster, Dr. Aster. Uh, his face is gnarled and his fingers just in a rictus as he looks like he's been essentially scared to death. His jaw slack, um, his bag and room looks like it's been turned over. Uh, and you see what looks like the wrapping uh, shipping parchment paper has been thrown onto the floor. It looks like it was wrapped around something. All right. Well, I would like to quickly uh, throw a sheet over his face so that we don't have to necessarily look at the contorted uh, face and um, look around as quickly as possible for whatever was in that parchment paper. Okay. So as you throw the sheet over his face and you begin to look into the room, you hear a voice come from the end of the hallway. It is that of the marshal. What are you doing in there? Hold. And that is where we're going to leave it this episode. Oh. Right. Next week to see how this concludes. Uh, let's go around the table. Where can people get more of you? Let's start with Mr. Jay. Hi, everybody. I'm Jay Africa. And you can find me on Twitter at Jay Africa, on Instagram at Transplantation, and on Facebook at Jay Africa. If you have any questions about my character or what's going on, um, and uh, you can also find my work on the DMs Guild. Just search for my name over there. Great. Nikki, where can they get more of you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at Nikki Wall, W-A-L-N. And um, also on Brave Game Reviews for GameCritics.com. So you can find me over there. Awesome. And Wes. Hi, my name is Wes Otis. You can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter. And you can find me also at 12 Sided Stories on Twitter or on our website, all spelled out, uh, for more podcast fun. Okay, that's awesome. So if you're playing any RPGs, you're going to need Math Rocks. Go to DiceNV.com slash GWNP to buy yourself some sweet, sweet Math Rocks. If you use GWNP at checkout, you get 10% off your first order, and it helps support the show, so it's, it's appreciated. I'm Jameson, GM underscore Mace online like the weapon, and we hope to see you again next week. Bye. Or will we? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.